Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Morning Dump, a fantasy baseball podcast. Happy Memorial Day. I'm going to be giving you guys a shortened episode this week so that my lovely wife and editor of this show and I can get out there and enjoy ourselves. So I'll just hit you with the meat and potatoes of the streams of the week and the pumper dump. Before we get into that, just want to speak on Memorial Day real quick. This one really hits home. As a former soldier of the Israeli Defense Force, while I was out there, I got extremely close with a family. In Israel, where it's mandatory to serve, you get around two weekends off each month to go be with your families. And this family, you could say, adopted me. I'd eat meals with them, hang out with them. We got really, really close. Just an amazing family. And my brother in that family, Guy, was killed in action. When you see what that does to a family, losing a son, losing a sibling... There aren't words to describe how much that tears you apart. So I hope while you're out there enjoying yourself on this Memorial Day, you keep in your hearts the soldiers whose lives were taken from them while defending our country, as well as their families. Have yourself a lovely day out there on the beach in the sun, however you're spending the day. Enjoy it with your loved ones. Now let's get on to the streams of the week. Monday, May 30th. We're rolling with Rich Hill again. At home versus Baltimore. Only 7% owned on Yahoo and 4% on ESPN. After the tough matchup versus Seattle, he bounced back nicely versus the Chicago White Sox with five innings pitched, two earned runs, just two hits and one walk. Through 35 innings on the season, he's sitting on a respectable 3.86 ERA and a 1.17 whip. The Ks are down, but still limiting hard contact well and fooling guys with a lot of movement. It's horizontal movement on the curveball, first in the league. Boston's lineup is hot, and he's got two juicy matchups this week, both likely to end in Ws with Oakland on Sunday. Tuesday, Devin Smeltzer at Detroit. 4% on Yahoo and 3% on ESPN. He's off to a great start in 2022. A ground ball pitcher with above average 48% in that field. Through 17.1 innings in three starts, the latest of which he went seven innings pitched. He's sporting a 1.04 ERA and a .81 whip with one win. Those numbers are backed by a 2.69 X ERA and a 2.60 X WOBA, both 16th in the league. With a banged-up staff in Minnesota, including Sonny, who got removed with arm pain after six great innings for KC on Sunday, they might keep him in this lineup for a while. I don't know about his second projected outing versus Toronto next week, but Detroit's an easy pick on Tuesday. Wednesday, kicking off June with Jeffrey Springs at Texas. 33% on Yahoo, but only 9% on ESPN. He's converted into a full-time starter for Tampa, with his first quality start in the latest outing versus the Yankees, where he gave up just two runs through six innings, with six Ks, five hits, and no walks. He pitched great against Toronto two weeks ago, with 4.2 innings pitched, four hits, no walks, and no runs. On the season, 1.62 ERA and a .81 whip, as he did in many appearances this season, walked none. His stat cast is red hot. 
XERA at 2.35, FIPS at 2.97, XWOBA 2.43. He's top 25 in hard contact and top 10 in swinging strike percentage. If you can still get him on your team, he's one you'll probably keep for the long haul. But let's get started with Texas on Wednesday. Thursday, Matthew Liberator at the Cubs. Just 15% owned on Yahoo and 7% on ESPN. He got pretty written off after the Pirates knocked him around in his debut and proceeded to get sent back down to the minors after. Well, he's back up as Steven Matz went down to the IL, and he's back in style. Blanked the Brewers with five innings pitched, six Ks, two hits, and three walks. But most impressive, no earned runs, and scored a W. I mentioned last week, you don't make the top 100 prospect list for nothing, where he sits 36th. His minor league numbers were impressive, and he's back with another chance to prove himself in the bigs this week. I've talked before about how long-term starters can be hard to find this late in the season. Well, here's an opportunity to get one. Next up, Friday. We're going with Brady Singer at home versus Houston. He's already 33% owned in Yahoo, but just 15 in ESPN. A former top 100 prospect at 54th on the 2019 list, and he may finally be breaking out. Definitely don't love Friday's options, and this is not a good matchup, but Singer is the hottest of the bunch. He's coming off three deep outings since returning from a minor league stint and has gone seven innings pitched twice with 5.2 in the latest. Two out of three of those for wins, as KC is heating up with Salvi back in the lineup, Went Merrifield finally hitting the ball again, and Bobby Witt Jr. crushing. He just came off a five-game hit streak last week with five runs, two homers, eight RBIs, and a steal. Singer's getting plenty of case, and on the year he's pushing a 2.49 ERA and a .99 whip. Even against Houston, if he keeps playing like he has, he's not a bad pick for Friday. A lesser-owned option, JT Brubacher, who personally I'm not touching, but I wouldn't blame you if you did. He's coming off two pretty good outings and facing Arizona in a good matchup. Another option, the 2019 All-Star Mike Miner is hardly owned and returning from the IL to make his debut at home versus Washington. His whip and case have been respectable since the All-Star season, but the ERA has been over five since. More so someone to grab in deeper leagues, but keep your eye out. He could absolutely put together a good comeback season this year. Saturday, 6-4. We're going with Ronzi Contreras at Arizona. Already 34% owned on Yahoo, just 12% on ESPN. Looks like he's locked up a spot in their rotation with Mitch Keller heading to the pin. Kid's got great stuff. 97 mile per hour fastball. That's top 10 in spin and swinging strike percentage. His slider's also top 10 in swinging strike percentage. K percentage? Well above average at 29.4. Sounds like they're going to take it slow with him and ease him into being a starter this season. But if you can still get him, he should do you well. If you can't, his opponent on Saturday, pitching for Arizona, Zach Davies, much less owned at 3% Yahoo and 2% ESPN. He does not have the greatest stuff aside from his above average ground ball percentage, but his numbers aren't terrible at 4.81 ERA and 1.37 whip, and that's against good competition this year with minimal run support. But he's not a bad play against bad lineups like Pittsburgh. And Sunday... We're going with Jacob Junis at Miami, 7% on Yahoo and 8% on ESPN. The former number six prospect of KC in 2017 went on to have a pretty underwhelming career with them for five seasons. His rookie year was good, but things went pretty downhill from there. Is this the breakout? 
Well, he's in the midst of six games this season, all at least five innings pitched, and his latest two, which went for six. He's got two wins on the year pitching for a great Giants team with a 2.76 ERA, .95 whip, and above average on the ground ball percentage at 51.6 and the walk percentage at four. He's generating eight inches of horizontal movement with his most used slider pitch, which is 12th in the league, and he's 20th in the league for called strikes plus whiffs percentage of his total pitches. Based on his numbers this year, this guy's rosterable, and he's another chance to find somebody who might stay in your lineups under 10% owned. But for now, we're rocking with him at Miami on Sunday. Let's get a little pumper dumb. First up, Aaron Ashby, starting pitcher for Milwaukee. He's just 35% owned on Yahoo and 12% ESPN. A lot of hype coming into the season. He's been in and out of the starting rotation so far, but Freddie Peralta is now out indefinitely, meaning Ashby's got a spot and he should be owned in most formats. I use the site pitchers list a lot to check out stat cast numbers on pitchers. And this guy's page is red hot. His XERA, ground ball percentage, fastball velo, strike plus whiff rate, all well above average. His whip's a little higher than you want it to be, but the guy has been settling into the bigs nicely this season. Hasn't let up a run in his last three outings, and he's absolutely worth a look moving forwards while Peralta's on the shelf. Next up, Spencer Strider, pitcher for Atlanta. 19% owned on Yahoo and 9% on ESPN. Been absolutely filthy this year out of the pen for Atlanta. Through 24.1 innings, he's got 37 Ks with a ridiculous 38.9K percentage, a 2.22 ERA, and just a 1.03 whip. Fastball velo is sitting at 98.6, well above average, and so is the swinging strike percentage, 25th in the league at 17.8. XERA at 3.12. He's already gotten up to 71 pitches in a game and four innings pitched. Again, that's all from the pen. Well, he's finally getting a chance to start and lock up the fifth rotation spot for Atlanta hitting the mound Monday in a great matchup versus Arizona. I didn't have him on my streams of the week list because I wanted to talk about him here, but this is an extreme pump and one of those situations to stop what you're doing and go get this guy on your roster. Another Atlanta player I want to speak about, who I spoke about last week, William Contreras, catcher for Atlanta. He's already made it to 50% on Yahoo, but still only 25% on ESPN. ESPN people, you got to catch up on this guy. He's been crushing the ball. He was in the lineup every day last week and is an easy add. Catcher's a thin position. They played him in the outfield last week. He's playing at DH. They want this guy's bat in the lineup. If he's still available, go get him. Big pump. I got a third Atlanta player for you now. Michael Harris the second. Got the call up for Atlanta last week. 29% already on Yahoo. Just 7% on ESPN. He didn't even play at AAA, but in AA, he slashed 305, 372, and 506 with five homers, 33 runs, 33 RBIs, and 11 swiped bags over 43 games. He's the top prospect for Atlanta and sitting at number 59 on the top 100. Absolutely worth a look to see what he's capable of. And lastly, Kyle Lewis, outfield for Seattle. He came back last week from a lengthy IL stint making his debut on the 2022 season after missing a big portion of 2021. In his first four starts back, he's got four hits, two for homers. 
formerly a top 100 prospect in the 2017-2018 lists. Injuries have plagued his career, but he's shown flashes of greatness when on the field. He did get pulled from Sunday's game for unknown reasons, so it's one to monitor closely. But dude's got power and speed and could be a nice boost to your lineup if he could stay healthy this year. And alright, I'll give you a little something for trade talk. We're about two months into the season now, and it's a great time to buy low on players who have struggled so far from managers who are getting impatient. I haven't dove too deep into who these guys are yet, but a couple that stick out, Flag Guerrero and Bo Bichette. Greatly underperforming compared to what they did last year. First round talent. I think I saw Kyle Tucker's OPS under 800 at the moment. Much like Bichette, that's a guy who's helping you in every category. I'll do a little more research next week into guys that you should be buying low on. That's all for the Week 8 report, folks. Appreciate you all tuning in, as always. Hit me up anytime on social media, at MorningDFantasy on IG and Twitter. You can email me, morningdfantasy at gmail.com. I'm happy to help out giving you any tips when it comes to trade values, who to add drop, who to start. Message me. I got you. And remember, can't have your coffee without the morning dump.